0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Do you want to go on a date? Are you
2: ready for one-on-one?
1: If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going.
2: One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G.
0: What do you yourself feel about Robin Walzer?
3: Well, of course, I've only seen it on television. But my own feeling is that like a good deal of modern dancing, it is pagan in origin and in expression. And as one looks at the faces of those who are doing it, one cannot help but feel that it's having a bad spiritual uh, and mental effect upon them What
0: do you think uh, I'm a
4: uh,
3: astrophysicist Okay I'm uh, a Gemini You've been wor- you've worked yeah. so hard on these things you've worked so hard on the kidney very special the
0: kidney has a very special place in the heart and now Hey
2: oh hey. Forget about it. Our feature presentation.
4: Good morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 17th of June. Why? What's I did a- that two days in a row. Oh, you yes. did. Oh my you guys, Juneed uh, it again. Uh, I Juneed uh, it yesterday.
5: Yeah, you did. What's happening? What's happening? No, t- seriously. What's happening? I don't know. Gemini no, season. tell me. Honestly, I don't know. That's odd. That's really
4: weird. Yeah. Is it? Because I've it re- done it before, you know, once occasionally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. two days in a row. Yeah. Is it written down somewhere? Are you reading it? I mean, it's written down right in front of me where it says Wednesday, uh, July 17th. Those okay. are the words. Okay. So you chose
6: okay. just to change July to June.
4: I just figured, why not give us a little more summer?
6: Okay. That's what I was okay.
5: thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's weird.
6: Ah. Hey, um,
5: when they were scraping all that uh, skin off your head. Yeah did they go deep enough to affect your brain (laughs) do we know if if, uh, is anything leaking out i mean technically
4: we
6: don't know do you taste things differently but (laughs) but
5: but with the two junes i'm starting to worry (laughs) yes just a little bit (laughs) yeah that's what is it about kevin that makes you love him he's so simple yeah that's that's about right hey uh well it's june so (laughs) it's july 17th my bad that's right july 17th Mm -hmm. okay a fascinating story out of uh, florida in fact, this could be uh, – get, get ready for the reverb. This could be a little – who's the dick? Kay. There we go. Thank you. This is a uh, this is a guy who basically shamed a homeless guy. And a lot of people are on his side because of it. And I want to see what you guys think about it.
7: Stopped at a red light on 75th Street and Manatee Avenue in Bradenton. Ryan Bray caught the eye of a homeless man.
5: He reached his arms uh, inside my vehicle, resting them, and said, "Hey, do you got any money?" I said, "No, but I have one better for you."
7: Instead of offering him a handout, no, No. don't think. Oh, you can't say that. You can't
4: say that. Although it (laughs) did really one hundred percent sound like that's where it was going. No, he works.
6: He works like at a a nail place, so it's like a uh, you. Their jobs there. So he's going to work on his head, right. right? Yes, I see what yes. You're yes, mm-hmm.
5: yes. He, didn't, uh, he didn't offer him a handout. And, Allie, I'm sorry. No, that's not what he okay. offered him. It's my bad. But I knew that's what you would think. <laughs> you didn't think <laughs> yeah. I'd
0: say it? No, <laughs> no
5: I, I was hoping you wouldn't. Okay. Uh, here's what he, in fact, did offer him instead.
7: Instead of offering him a handout, Ryan offered the man a hand up. A job, $15 an hour doing yard work, but Ryan says his offer didn't go over well.
5: He said, uh, uh, absolutely not. Started getting belligerent, cursing, and uh, then as I pulled off, he kicked my tire. Okay, so he offers the dude work, figuring that's what the homeless guy wants is work. And I know that we all have had the struggle with what do you do when you see a guy panhandling for money because it's impossible to make that split decision as to what the person's actual circumstances. I
4: usually are. just steal it, steal what he has. Oh, really? That's just my move. Him, knock him down, take his Get out of the car, and just take the money yeah. he's already gotten.
5: So I guess the question at this point in, in everyone's mind, including including the man being interviewed for the news piece, is. Um, does this guy just choose this is the work he wants to do is just stand on a corner and beg for money at cars or is he seriously interested in improving his situation and actually getting a job that pays, right? So what he did next kind of surprised a bunch of people.
7: Ryan had enough.
5: I can't have my 13 year old daughter and my wife driving with their windows up and being berated the entire time if they don't give money.
7: He went home made a sign and went to work to spread a message. I
5: mirrored him with my sign. Wherever he walked, I walked. Okay, so what he did is he went home and he wrote up a sign that said, I offered him 15 bucks an hour to do yard work for me and he refused. If we as a community stop paying them, they will leave our neighborhood. And then he just stood out on the street corner Next to the homeless guy. Just following him wow. around? Yeah. So the homeless guy is panhandling for people who stop at the stoplight with this dude standing right behind him with a sign that says, I offered him money to work.
6: Did Now, tell me again. Did you say what the homeless man's sign said?
5: Uh, the homeless man didn't have a sign. Okay. Oh, okay. If his yeah. sign
6: said, looking for work, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go up to the window and say, you got a job for me?
5: No, he did not. He went up he, to the
6: window and said, you got money.
5: Exactly. I don't want to
6: earn it. That was like kind of the subliminal.
5: Sure. So I guess what I'm saying is I understand his frustration. I understand how you don't want a homeless guy or any person leaning into your car window. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, at that point, I was already out on that guy. Right. But is he, I mean... Not knowing the circumstance of the homeless guy, it's kind of hard for us to guess. But, I mean, who knows if there's a, a an addiction problem here, if there's a mental illness problem here. Who knows? Is it cool or uncool that he is essentially, you know, shaming this guy, trying to stop this guy from getting money by following him around with a sign? That's a great question. Is it a dick move or is he trying to shine a light on the bigger problem, which is this guy stands here at this intersection every day because we keep giving him money. Instead, he ought to be looking for work.
6: But his his end goal isn't so the guy gets a job, whatever. His end goal is for him to leave town. That's what it says well, on his on his placard or yeah. whatever. The sign. very wordy sign, uh-huh. by the way, way too yeah, many too words, much to read, too yes. much to read as I drive by. He doesn't. Uh, let's be honest. Dude doesn't care about this guy. This but he dude, offered him work.
5: How can you say he doesn't care? He offered to improve yeah. the man's circumstances by actually giving him a fifteen dollar an hour job, which I'll remind you is more than minimum wage.
6: It's very interesting that a guy that doesn't want a homeless man near his wife and kid will invite him to his home to do yard work. I say this guy had bad intentions the whole time. And what's his end game? That guy's shady. Everyone the guy in, this in the story car is shady. The guy in the guy car. The guy in the car's shady. Something okay. something's wow. up with him.
5: That's so interesting that that is your take. Why would, he,
6: why would he invite the man to his home?
5: He was trying to help the guy. He's like, look, I don't want to give you any money, but I can do you one better. I can give you work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he was trying to improve the man's circumstance.
4: There's a lot that we don't know about this story, and I think a lot
5: also has to do
4: with the homeless guy, and was he aggressive when he leaned in the car, and was he being a dick when they were
5: having a conversation? But even if he wasn't aggressive, Kevin, you don't want anybody to come up when you're in the car with your daughter and lean into your car. Right. No,
6: I'd rather have him at my home. (laughs) <laughs> what? That's Why are you my throwing point. Shade? Why are you throwing shade at this guy who offered a homeless dude work? I think that's great. You offer him work, he says no, you go about your day. He came back with a whole different intention of getting this man to leave his town.
5: So you say the guy who's trying to help the homeless guy is the dick.
6: I, th- I don't think that was his initial intention, but then it snapped in him that someone didn't take him up on his job, and now he's entitled to get this
7: man to leave his town.
5: All right, let's hear a little more.
7: He wants others to realize what he tried to do.
8: I've seen a lot of people give a lot of money, and there's a reason they continually sit here.
7: Monday afternoon, the man appeared once more, wouldn't give his name, but shouted foul language as Ryan stood near. This is not a good show out. And still, he managed to get a dollar or two.
5: So there you go. Wow. I don't know how long he continued to, uh, you know, to stand out there with the sign. But uh, as you can imagine, there have been, as you've heard on this show, many mixed reactions. Yeah.
6: What this. was your reaction?
5: My reaction was that the guy, if he's offered work and he's homeless, should take it.
6: Okay. Okay.
5: Unless there's some kind of mental Ill- illness yeah. there some, yes and, something. That's, and that's the that's the giant question mark in this story is who knows and the fact that they the news tried to interview him and they and he shouted foul language at them makes me think that maybe you know he's uh, he's got troubles
4: has this know? happened to any of you guys for a homeless guy leaned into your car
6: Mm-mm. Happened to me yeah going to a Laker
4: really? playoff game downtown mm-hmm. waiting to get into the parking lot. And a guy leaned into the car and said,
6: Feeling you, Laker fans! Oh, that was, that was Vic <laughs> the Brick. And my, and my daughter was yeah. in the car, and uh-huh. I looked at her, and she was <laughs> yeah.
5: petrified. He wasn't... That wasn't a homeless guy. Like a fur guy. hat?
6: Yeah, he had the
4: fur
5: yeah. hat yeah, thing going on. That was no,
6: on. No, no. She's like, what that was, the that F was, just, that was just Vic happened? Vic the Brick. Vic the Brick. He's really yeah, scared her. legend know, he, here in Los
4: Angeles. Not a homeless yeah. guy. Okay. Just, uh, just very different. By the way, that very much happened.
6: You just told that story recently, too.
4: Leaned into my car and screamed that. Which, by the way, I love his passion and all yeah. of that. My daughter did not appreciate oh, sure. it. Was she was terrified. No one to think about him. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin DeBichio, shall we? I'm trying to find a really respectful way to say this, but um,
6: this doesn't concern you.
4: I mean, honestly, I think it's a pretty good show today.
6: Yeah, your okay. name's on the show, so I feel like it.
4: Prove it. You. Michael Schneider will t- uh, talk to us about the Emmys.
6: Okay. Oh, One right. of the things
4: we love the most in the world is TV. Uh, we have a TCL TV and a sound bar that we're giving away in the 6 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the Ace Man, Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla.
6: I know him more as the Ass Man. I, <laughs> I read tweet, that on Twitter.
4: I did tweet <laughs> that first yesterday. It was the <laughs> Ass Man, Adam Carolla. <laughs> and then I took it down and put up Ace Man because, uh, you know, that's autocorrect, you guys. Sure. What well, am I suppose this is a
5: tough month for all of us. <laughs> <but>. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Tom DeLong will join us in studio. Oh, finally. Right? Talking angels and
5: airwaves. Finally. Talking aliens. You guys, We've this been... is
6: really him, right? It's not Katherine Wood.
5: No, no, this is the real Tom DeLong. Okay. We've been looking forward to this for so long. I'm very excited yes. to have Tom back out. I agree. It's been a long time since we
4: talked to Tom. So that's coming up this morning. We'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next.
5: It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Allie, what's happening on this Wednesday?
6: Well, what's happening is after the success of Thor Ragnarok, don't you have to do that after? Like Fraggle Rock? Just me, I mean, whenever I hear the words Thor Ragnarok. I Thor mean, Ragnarok. Okay, right? it's better okay. that way. Sure. All right, okay. After the success of Thor Ragnarok, director Taika Waititi Returning to write and direct. Not sure you can say Thor that. four. Oh, that's great. Presumably, Chris Hemsworth will also be back as the titular hero. I love saying that. Uh, we last him um, jetting off into space with the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of Avengers Endgame. Spoiler alert. It remains to be seen whether other Ragnarok alums like Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie and Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster will be back, but we certainly hope so. And quite the time to make this announcement, right? They announced it yesterday. Little thing happening down there in San Diego. What's that? Mm -hmm. Comic-Con. I'm talking about Comic-Con. Oh, Comic-Con, sure. So, obviously, we should have some of them down there with, you know, some hints, some ideas, that type of thing.
4: They're usually good about spoiling stuff.
6: Yeah. When you ask the actors what happens,
4: they
5: usually just go ahead and tell you.
6: Yeah, so I I agree with you. We We gotta get them on. Here's how
5: out of the loop I am, you guys. I thought with Avengers Endgame, I thought that was the end of all of these movies. Um, um no. Spoiler alert, but not everyone dies.
6: No, Guardians of the Galaxy is still around. All of, yeah, a lot okay. of them are still around. But Just there's not no more. the weak ones. <laughs> <laughs> so so
5: there's no more like Iron Man movies. There's no more like, No Iron uh, Man movies for spoiler sure. Spoiler
6: alert. Spoiler
5: alert, but no. Like that, I said, I don't know anything about it. For but, sure that one. But a bunch of those characters do go on in the MCU continues. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All
6: right. Um but people way, love
5: those Thor movies. I know that. I got to tell you, yeah.
4: Thor Ragnarok was maybe one of my top three Marvel movies. Super Easy funny. Because it was almost more a comedy mm-hmm. than it was a superhero movie. Yeah. It was both, but man, it was funny.
6: And I love that a lot of people didn't really know his stuff, Taika Waititi's before that, but What We Do in the Shadows hysterical. Hunt for the Wilder People, very sweet movie, but my one of my all-time favorite movies, and I bring it up every time we discuss this man. I bring it up anytime anyone from New Zealand is within 100 feet, I just yell out, Eagle versus Shark! And they're like, yeah, it was a movie we made here in New Zealand. It's <laughs> wonderful. Rent it immediately. Go down to that blockbuster right on the corner. Rent it. Are they open at 6? Who's renting <laughs> you movies? I don't even know what's happening. And what are their
5: hours? Because it's, it's June 1984. <laughs> okay, I see. It's what it is. <laughs> you do technically Stay on rent target. when... Stay on target. When you buy a movie from Amazon, you do technically rent it for... Oh, I guess you,
6: know, you, you can rent it or, it or buy it. Yeah. Okay. That's what you meant. That's totally what I meant. Sure. Absolutely. New Zealand. It is a country. Yes, it is. Yes. Prison... Oh, love him. So for the past handful of years, Time has been doing a little... Doing a tradition? Mm. Wow. Can we start over?
3: Anyway, We're not on the air yet. It's oh, not perfect. even six. We got about a minute and perfect. a half. Perfect.
6: So they decide who the most influential people on the internet are. And the 2019 list is out. I'm devastated, as I'm sure you all are, that Kevin is not on this list. It may, The list makes no sense that Kevin isn't on there. Right. I mean, when you think of influential people... On the internet, Kevin. Right?
5: Can I guess who number one is?
6: Well, it's not numbered, but at the top of the list is who? The monkeys. No, no, they haven't been tweeting as much. Is you feel big? No. Nope. Hmm.
4: Sarah Abramson.
6: No, she's busy. Boba Fett. Ah, uh, it's Bobo. Fett. So Bobo Fett Jen is. No. Nope. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. she's busy getting rid of those emails. Am I Leonardo right?
4: Leonardo DiCaprio.
6: Nope, not even dick well said. Poop. No, not Dick Poop. Mm. Becky with the good hair. Ah, oh, she is on it.
3: Oh, what's Joe no. Millionaire? No. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's Jason Bourne.
6: No.
5: If Joe, <laughs> would be, be great? It
6: would be amazing. <laughs> We're on the list. My name is Tom DeLong. <laughs> no, he might be after this interview today, though. Hi, it's Cat. Cat is not on the list, which is BS.
8: Is it Dick?
6: It is not dick. We have a winner. <laughs> all right. Uh, Lil Nas X is at the top of the list. Again, list oh. is not numbered, but it makes sense because he now can just tweet about anyone joining his remix. And they're like, yeah, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden there's a new song and we're happy. Uh, Ariana Grande also on the list. Cardi B, BTS, a lot of musicians. Then you've got Trump. You've got AOC, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, that creepy um, YouTube kid, Jojo Siwa.
3: Yes. That uh,
6: Jensen got us up on yeah. uh, wow yikes and uh, happy to see uh, writer Yashar on the list. He's the one that um, inspired our towel conversation. How many towels should you own? Mm-hmm. And that's when we found out that Kevin was indeed a uh, dirty ass white man. Stanky ass <laughs> white man. Stanky ass white man. That's right. Stanky ass white <laughs> man. Give
4: me stanky. Why did I just yeah? start with dirty? I'm
6: sorry. Stanky ass white man. I mean, honestly, he should be... You the-
0: as white man. There you go.
6: <laughs> Yashar should be top of the list just for inspiring that conversation about washcloths.
0: Agreed.
4: Kevin
6: doesn't use a washcloth in the shower to wash his butt.
4: I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing with your butt, but for me, it's not that big a deal.
6: That was clean. It was so clean. So clean. Couldn't be more I'm just clean. Saying. Cleaner than what? Cleaner. I'll take it, Chip.
4: None. I mean, come on now.
6: Amazing. <laughs> All right, it's six o'clock. We should uh we should start the show. Happy okay. birthday. Get good. Donald Sutherland, Billy Lord, Carrie Hart, and David Hasselhoff. Off.
5: Oh. Oh, oh, off.
6: We'll have so many drops coming up, and that's what's happening.
5: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-R-O. K-Rock.
6: Thursday and Friday,
5: tomorrow and Friday, we are going to be broadcasting live from San Diego, courtesy of our friends at TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand, now offering soundbars for a complete premium home theater solution. We are going to be at the Theater Box, home to the all-new TCL Chinese Theater in San Diego, and they have generously given to us to give to you 55-inch TCL 5-Series TVs and TCL Alto 7 soundbars. That's what you win right now at 1-800-520-1067. If you can win a game that we call Half-Speed TV,
2: Half speed, half speed, half speed
5: TV Not full speed, it's so easy Cause it's half speed, half speed TV You're with
8: a TV, half speed TV I don't
4: feel like it's hard and soul we're put into that
5: either Anyone else? <laughs> um Who wants to describe this game? Cause this is a new one This is the first time we've ever tried it Which means it's gonna fail But um, so who wants to
4: give it a go? We pick a classic clip from a classic TV show and mm-hmm. we played it at half speed, all you have to do, uh, do is identify the show. Easy. Identify oh, the TV show. You okay. do make it sound easy. It's very simple.
5: Alright, well let's see how it goes. Let's meet our first contestant. I believe this is going to be our friend Nestor who joins us from Chino.
4: Hey Nestor. Hey Nestor.
6: Hey Nestor. What's up Nestor? Oh, good morning. <laughs> oh, good morning <laughs> Oof, so you, close uh... to
5: hanging up. We catch you at a bad time
6: or what's going on?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I uh, I'm serious. <laughs> You go to
5: for me. No, okay. All right, so you're going to hear the clip. It's a very familiar, famous clip from a popular TV show, but it's going to be at very slow speed, okay? So you listen up and then tell us. Now, what are we looking for? We're looking for the name of the show, right? Correct. Name of the looking TV for the name show, yeah. of the TV show. Good luck, Nestor.
3: You know, I've always
2: wanted to go to a golf nightclub. Really? Bazinga.
4: All right, what shows that? Um, dang I'm going to guess Big Bang Theory. Yes. yes. Look at you. Bazinga. <laughs> All How right. about that? Stab that seemed, in the dark. Seems kind of easy, by the way.
5: Now. <laughs> All right.
4: Who's up next? I, Brendan, I believe. Hello, Brendan. Nope. nope. Just hung up. Okay. Let's move on to Paul in Hacienda Hello. Heights. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Good are, morning. Are you ready? I'm going to do my best. All right. Here it is. Half Speed TV.
7: <laughs> we were on the
4: plane. A classic line from a classic show. Oh, man. I'm blanking out. I'm going to go with uh, oh, uh, blanking gotta
5: out. If you got a guess, I'll hear it. He was he
4: he heard said, the buzz, then he said, I'm going to go with, and then out. he said, blanking out again. Okay, so nothing uh, for you? What, if I, what for if, if I played it at full speed? We
2: were on a break! <laughs> Recognize
5: that? Was- that was Friends is what uh, we were looking for there. Yeah, that was Friends. All right, thank yeah. you. Very very popular show. And Kevin's hoping they all get back together. For I hope so,
4: too. That reunion uh, really is all I, I'm living for.
5: Robert HB, good morning. Welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. We're playing Half Speed TV. Half Speed TV. All right, you ready? Yes. Yeah. Here is your
4: Half Speed TV. But winter is coming.
7: We know what's coming with it. We can't face it
4: alone. All right, what is that? Uh, Gotham. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? You say Dawson's. Say Gotham. I think. Oh, Gotham. Gotham <laughs> is what he said. Oh, that, uh,
5: does this help? The winter is coming. The winter is coming. Yes. Yeah, Game of Thrones, dude. Come on, come on. Get with the program. <laughs> Call back when you're with the program. All right. Let's say Johnny Ukaipa up next. This maybe is a little tougher than I thought it would yeah. be. Hey, Johnny. Good morning.
4: Good morning. Good morning. Are you ready? I'm going to try. Here's Half Speed TV.
7: My old boyfriend came over late last night.
5: And yada, yada, yada. And I'm really tired today. All right. What show is that? Seinfeld Seinfeld yes. is
4: correct, yes. There yada, yada,
5: yada. yada, yada. Nice half Speed that. TV. Now we're back on track. All right, let's go to Israel in
4: HP. Uh, morning, Israel. Good morning. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. You ready for half speed TV? I'm gonna give it my best. Let's see. Here we go. Oh my God! <laughs> they
2: killed Kenny.
7: You bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would watch that show.
3: Same. <laughs> I'm gonna go with South Park. Yes. Sure.
7: They killed Kenny.
2: Half speed TV.
5: Nicely right, done. Time for a couple of more to get into the drawing to win the TCL 55 inch TV and soundbar. Uh, Nico up next, Chino Hills. Good morning, Nico. What's going on, guys?
4: Half speed TV, you ready? Yep. All right,
5: here you go.
2: Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling. So. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, come on! Um,
5: Nico.
4: Nico. Oh. Nico! I can't
1: uh, Breaking Bad? I don't know. <sighs> I'm yeah, so Bad. disappointed
5: in you, Breaking Nico. Breaking Bad was super famous for their that's what she said jokes. <laughs> 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 All right, let's do uh, one more. Let's make it uh, Brian Huntington Beach. Boy, we're hearing a lot from the beach today.
4: Hey, Brian. Good
5: morning. Morning. You ready for Half
4: Speed TV? Oh, yeah. Here you go. I am
2: the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, you think out of me. No,
4: I am the one who knocks. Come on now.
5: Um, I'm gonna guess Dexter.
4: Oh my. It's no. not a ter- terrible guess if you don't no. know,
5: but Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad.
0: I am the one who knocks. What's that? The great-
5: Scenes in TV history. But thank you very much for playing the game, Brian. We appreciate it. Israel, Johnny, and Nestor—those are the three all in the running. Only one will have delivered a 55-inch TCL Five Series TV and TCL Alto Seven Plus soundbar. Alan McKee, who's you going to be? Please,
7: it's Israel. Israel.
4: Israel. Hold on, let me find Israel. Congratulations, Israel. Thank you. Thank you. You got Happy the to win. You got the TV. Thanks for playing the game. Half speed!
6: Half speed,
2: half speed.
7: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
6: Allie, you were uh, shook a
5: little bit by something you read recently.
6: Uh, Yeah. Here's the thing. You hear stories about young kids, even pets, um, that make you think, oh, my God they see things that we don't. Whether it's you have a dog that is just staring at the wall barking and you're like, what the heck's wrong with my dog? Or you walk in on your three-year-old talking to her nana that died 10 years before she was born. Yeah, Yeah. kids are scary. Kids and animals can be really creepy.
5: Donna always thinks, and Donna's into a lot more of this woo-woo stuff than I am. More what? Uh, Into the what? The woo-woo stuff. Mm -hmm. What's that? Woo-woo. Oh, woo woo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, when Linus does that, when he starts staring at a spot and there's nothing there and he just starts barking, oh, it's a ghost she's convinced it's a ghost of one of our previous pets she's absolutely oh he's just he's just playing with veruca you know yeah. or, or somebody else who's gone i mean she's really convinced that that's
6: the case and i and i think a lot of people feel that way well recently it happened to an australian tv presenter david campbell but this story has a twist his four-year-old son billy thinks he's the reincarnation of Princess Diana. He claims to remember details from her life. This kid has never learned anything about Princess Di Did you say four-year-old? Four-year-old. So he wrote about this in Stellar Magazine. and He He writes for
4: Stellar Magazine
6: at four? No,
4: the father, (laughs) who's
6: an Australian TV presenter, he described this as the weirdest thing he's ever written. So he was like, listen, I know you guys are going to read this and be like, what a fool. Even I think it's nuts. So his son first started talking about the famous royal at the age of just two when somebody had a picture of Princess Di and he said, look, it's me when I was a princess. What? Two years old. Again, never taught anything about the royals, anything. He started referring to his two boys, his sons. Of course, Princess Di, two sons, right? William and Harry. Right. So, of course, his dad was like, all right, your sons. Sure, mate, whatever. Then it got even weirder. It can't he,
5: get any weirder. That's so he
6: accurately described Balmoral, which is the queen's favorite residence, what it looked like, rooms, everything, without ever seeing it himself. And then...
4: None of this is possible. The
6: creepiest, he saw another picture of Princess Di, and he said, there's me as a princess. Then the sirens came, and I wasn't a princess anymore.
7: Holy! Holy queen. My God. What? and an endless supply of creepy what? So of course
6: this led me down a total rabbit hole of creepy things that kids have said. And Kevin, you said that your daughter yeah. said something creepy once, right? She
4: was uh four or five mm-hmm. and I was putting her bed and she looked over it's dark, we had the lights off, and she looked over in the corner yeah. of that room. Yeah. And she said these words Daddy, who's that? And I looked over in the corner and there was nothing there that I could see. Mm-hmm. So I thought, A, my daughter's crazy, mm-hmm. or B, I'm crazy. One mm-hmm. of the two. And I said, I, Do you see someone there? And she said, Not anymore. And then she went to bed. And I was like, wow. Holy crap, who's well, that?
6: That is similar to a lot of the stories that I found. Like one, a uh, father walks into his daughter's room because she was crying and said, Why are you crying? She said, the bad man. He said, what bad man? And she pointed over there to a dark corner of the room. So he turns to look, and a lamp on the bookshelf fell off as soon as he turned to look. And he's like, You'll be sleeping in our room now. <laughs> like, terrifying. For the rest of time. Terrifying. Another this is so story. Freaking creepy. Oh, my God. My four-year-old has an imaginary friend named John. He's been at it for a while, but a few months ago, he came up to me completely serious and said, Big John wants, wants you to know that he loves you, and then walked away. And she was shook. Not because John loves her, because he always refers to my buddy John and I, everything. Never, ever referred to him as Big John. Okay. Which was her father's nickname, he died when she was just six years old. So, they had, never, okay, they had never even talked about Big John or that being a nickname ever.
4: Here's the thing. I don't really jump right to it must be an alien, uh, but I don't. Or, a, or, ghost. <laughs> <It'd be terrifying. laughs> or a ghost or uh-huh. whatever. But, Why don't you go um, alien? I don't know. For... But what, <laughs> what, what yeah, I'm aliens trying... Aliens are not involved uh, in this How do you know? How do you know what it is? So, but what I'm trying to say is like, what, there's a lot of stuff that I cannot... No, no. ...explain away. No. Stuff that happens that you just go,
5: okay, there's no explanation about yeah. that. Okay, two things. Uh-huh. uh One... We have to do this another time and have people call in. One hundred percent. Not only you. the creepy stuff, scary stuff that their kids and pets have done, but what they think is going on. And two is, that is got, a we have to ask Adam Carolla <gasps> about this because he has the answer for everything. If he does it, he'll make it up. So he'll be able to explain this to us when he joins us in a few minutes.
6: All right. You want to hear to me? It's super creepy, but yes. it's also kind of beautiful. Sure. So a woman said that she had had multiple miscarriages. Her young daughter had no idea about any of that. Why would she ever tell her young daughter that she had had miscarriages? But she told her one morning when she went to wake her up, I met your babies that died in my dream, and they want you to know that you're a really good mommy. Oh, my God. (gasps) I mean.
5: I'm going to need to lay down. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. The Ace Man. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam
2: Corolla. It's the return of the king, you guys.
4: How about that? Thank How are you, Adam?
2: You? I'm what's, doing well.
4: What's his name, Kevin? The Ace Man. What did like you I tweet yesterday? I, t- yesterday? I tweeted, my second tweet was The Ace Man. What was the first tweet? <laughs> uh, it may have said Ass Man, but that's,
5: <laughs> that's autocorrect. Uh, it's so also not inaccurate to... either, by the way. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Adam, I was just thinking, uh, you, last time you were in studio, I was on vacation. I didn't get a chance to talk to you, but What's it feel like coming back to this building where you did the morning show? Uh, you were the KLSX morning show from this studio, or essentially from the, this floor, right?
2: Yes, in this studio. This is exactly the uh, studio I was in. I, I was right where Kevin is. Is there anything we need
5: here. to know? Like, have we?
2: I'll tell you the one thing I miss. Okay. I miss coming in here about 5.55 in the a.m. and seeing a shirtless Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> Wearing ostrich cowboy boots <laughs> and true religion jeans, but no shirt, doing chin ups in that doorway, smelling of Marlboro Reds and Axe. That and does sound great. I would then go, "Oh, Danny, show's going to start. I gotta, I gotta get in there." <laughs> so I do, I do miss that in the morning. You know, some wow. guys like Napalm. I like the Dooch Man and Axe. Okay, that was your. I like it. Last radio job, right? That was my last radio job uh, it, you know it was uh, being as a radio guy you'll mm-hmm. you'll dig this story we were here and they were saying pulling me aside secretly and saying look we're gonna blow up the whole station we're gonna change the format and everyone's going home but we're and gonna for folks who don't know that's how amp radio
0: came into being right
2: that's the old K but we're gonna keep you Adam mm-hmm. but we're gonna move you to New York but we can't tell anybody. And this is not going to happen for another four or five months. Okay. So be quiet. Your job is safe. We're moving you. Everyone else is going home. But you can't say anything. Wow. And and this is like in January. And so I'd come in here after the show and we'd have our post meeting. What are we doing? What's coming up? And they're going to blow the whole thing up in like the end of February. And my producer would go... I've got a plan. We go to Vegas for March Madness. And I'd go, okay. Yeah. We fly the whole crew out there. We do the brackets Aww. and everything. And I'd go, oh, yeah. Or, you know, or isn't there some softball tournament or something we could bet on before the then? Yeah, yeah. Something local, yeah. like, before March. And would go, what's you wrong with March Madness? You had to feel terrible. It was horrible. And you'd always have those discussions of, like, what we're going to do next and what we're planning on. we got a summertime beach bash coming up okay maybe we do maybe we don't maybe we don't maybe you don't (laughs) there are some secrets you just don't want to be burdened with right you would have rather them wait until you much later yeah and and you guys know radio you're not allowed to say anything until it's time to leave and then it's super harsh i mean basically bean and i even after being
4: here this long are just gonna have to gather our effects and get out
5: yeah, I mean oh, it yeah. just it sucks that way. Cardboard box, yeah, exactly. Yes, um, we got a lot we want to talk to Adam Kroll about. Uh, by the, the way, reasons, that's this year's. So can I say so uh, <laughs> quickly
2: uh, the slow mo TV game? Yes. Yeah, some were very half speed TV. Some were doable. Yeah, Okay. friends. I don't know if you have friends there. I do. I have them. ready, but I'm telling you. I don't think David Schwimmer or Matt LeBow or LeBeau or Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc, LeBlanc Matt, <laughs> there's too many Matt's in my life. Matt LeBlanc. I don't think they could tell who that was. Play that one really? one more time. Okay, but this is, it's not just a clip from a show. This is like the, the clip. clip. The I clip. Yeah. The clip. I get it. Let, let's hear that one one more time. And don't think, you can't think friends okay. when okay. we're doing it. Think okay. Alf. Think Alf. Okay. All right. We were all twice. <laughs> it it does sound a little werewolf.
6: <laughs> I
2: don't know that that one's good. South Park, no qualms. Okay. South okay. Park was easy, right? Easy. It was great. That was easy. Friends, the tough part. We were all
5: twice. I can see
1: that.
4: By the way, also you're a little bit nervous because you're on the phone with us, right? And you can't really hear on the phone so well. So you know. yeah, all right.
6: Carola so Adam is... would like to buy that collar a TCL TV. That's so nice. That
2: right 55 to
5: inches. That's so nice. That's right. <laughs> um, Mr. Corolla is playing uh, next weekend, by the way, with his uh, Adam Corolla is Unprepared. Three big shows at the uh, the first one is the Friday night at the Canyon Montclair. And then Saturday and Sunday you're going to be at the Rose in Pasadena and Canyon Club in Agoria Hills with our friend Adam Ray opening up. You can get all the information of all the dates and uh, tickets to start as low as 25 bucks, at AdamCarolla.com. May I ask you one more super geeky uh, radio question mm-hmm. because uh, i always like to think that we are friends mm-hmm. but then we never ever ever talk to each other except when we're on the radio that's so I my know.
4: question though bean is why what
2: is it about you that makes you think you're adam's
4: friend although you get along really well, well I lo- because when you talk to him once a can year i say
2: this with bean i think we all have it it's an unspoken unspoken okay you know, it's an unspoken not speaking okay you know what i mean but you know in your heart of hearts that you're friends like when you pass someone on the street you don't know right you don't speak it, it goes unspoken right because we have faith, an yeah. unspoken unspoken being but are we friends adam i like the i mean i don't know i shall speak I, I look, I think they're, well, first off, you moved. So you're like, uh, well, yeah, it's not where's like we Waldo can't hang or out. something. right? I right.
4: And I have a point, too, and that is that B's not like a, a friend type. Hey, I text you, let's go out for to have lunch. Let's. Did you
2: see blah, blah, blah. He's not really an interactive guy. Well, I feel like he is. That's true. I mean, look, his mistress is the C. And we all take a back seat (laughs) to that love, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's true that, I'll tell you this. No, that's a very good point because we always bring up like Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's a friend kind of guy. Yes. So if you're not friends with Jimmy Kimmel, it means something. That's on you. Yeah, not being friends with Bean is like not being friends with a reptile. It's like, like, you know, that iguana's giving me the stink eye. I don't know. I think he just wants to eat. I don't know. I'm taking this personally. You shouldn't. It's an iguana. It be, right. It's a reptile. <laughs> it's a turtle. It sits in a cage with a heat lamp. That's all. Don't take it personally. Now, if a dog doesn't like you, yeah. that's a neat. Need- if you got a sure. Labrador giving you the cold shoulder, time to look in the mirror. But B's not a Labrador. He's a reptile. He's a garden <laughs> wow, snake. Wow. Is this where you he saw this going, He just sits in a terrarium <laughs> all day with a heat lamp.
7: <laughs> But you don't take in, it
2: personally. In answer to your question, yes, you're best friends. Look at like that it. snake. He's wagging his tail because <laughs> I came home. <laughs> <laughs> I will say,
5: though, that when I lived in Seattle, a couple of times that Adam was up there doing his stand-up, we did make a point to get together oh. and go out and have a meal. So we did see each other. That's least, that huge for being. That oh, does
4: mean you're oh, best yeah. friends.
5: All right. Yeah.
4: Okay. So here's, here's the I've question. done that twice
5: with him. Here's the question I have real quick, Adam. And mm. forgive me if this is uh, if this is old ground, but I am just a fascinated because I don't think I've ever asked you personally. Was there a time where you and Jimmy Kimmel were offered millions of dollars to do a national radio
2: show? There was a time early on mm-hmm. when I think Kalis X, the station I ended up going and doing, the morning show, but years before that, said to me, we want to do a radio show with you. And I said, what about me and my friend Jimmy? And the answer was, he's a behind-the-scenes producer type, but he's not talent. Wow. He shouldn't be in front of the microphone, but he could be sort of directing the show. And they were absolutely right, correct? <laughs> yes. This is Oscar. This is two time Oscar. And I said, well, why don't you just let us do like some nighttime test shows? Mm-hmm. And we did some nighttime test Priorities, shows on yeah. Kalas X on like a Saturday, like a Friday night at 10 o'clock or something like that. So we did do like test shows together a couple of times. Evidently they weren't impressed. Well, here's the thing about radio and radio management. Radio management, if anyone any young kids listening who are thinking about getting into the management side of radio, you have to have two qualities. Mm-hmm. A, you have to be wrong. And B, you have to be willing to ride that horrible decision into the grid. So you know what I'm saying? That's you so have true. to hear me and Jimmy do two hours of radio and go, I knew it. I told you. Behind the scenes. <laughs> So remember, wrong, but you have to have a bulls-like grip Correct. on, yeah. <laughs> on being incorrect. You have no incorrect. idea how That's true right. that is. got to hang on with both
5: hands. <laughs> oh, now, you guys clearly, I mean, it clearly worked out well for both of you. I mean, obviously, you know, look at where you are. But um, that could have happened. That could have been like a national syndicated show. To this day, you and Jimmy could have been doing radio. Had somebody said yes. You know, Jimmy has a gig now, right? No, I'm saying it worked out much better for both of them that it didn't come through, but there was a time where you probably thought, Wow, that would be so great to do that.
2: Yeah, I you know, Jimmy's heart, as you guys know, I think It's safe to say, like, Jimmy loves radio, sort of hearts and radio you know, like Bean is a radio guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jimmy's not to that level, but a radio reptile. Radio and (laughs) reptile. Those are the two R's. He loves that. (laughs) And jimmy is that guy like in in his heart of hearts like i don't know in a weird way maybe it's like every guy has their year of playboy they watch like when they were in high school there's that playboy that your dad had that you'd sneak a peek of radio sort of that way if you get into it early and you're at the right age and it kind of gets under your skin i think you're always that radio person at heart and i think yeah. jimmy is that radio person yeah, but
4: well, also is that TV person. That's annoying.
2: Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. I, I wish, uh, uh, thank God he doesn't make movies. That's my, <laughs> that's my honest opinion. Nice job, dumbass. <laughs> all right.
4: Adam Carolla is our guest.
5: It's oh, always fun. Can I
2: say this quickly, yeah, Bean? Yes. You guys are talking about ghosts. You want my input on ghosts? Yep. When we come back, because we, yeah. we, okay. we have to take a break. We'll yeah, be right. right back with Adam Carolla on K-Rock.
0: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
5: Comedian, podcast host, writer, director, producer, friend of the show, ace man in uh, town for three big shows. Next week, you can go to AdamCarolla.com if you want to see Adam Carolla is Unprepared. This is where you do not show up with any jokes, right? This is where people just make suggestions of things for you to riff on, and that works for you.
2: Well, this was uh, Mr. Kimmel's idea, mm-hmm. and uh, I the first half of the show, first half hour is just stand-up, and then the second half, everyone in the audience, before the show gets a ping-pong ball... And they write down one word on that ping-pong ball. And we have someone come up and pull it out of a hopper randomly. And whatever that ball says, I must do stand-up on. Oh For how gosh. long? Is there a limit? Uh, At least how many minutes? Yeah, yeah, tell you put together uh, a bit. You know, three to five minutes. Some right. shorter, some longer. And uh, some of them are easy. Like if you get something like traffic or marriage mm-hmm. or something like that. But once I got one... I got uh, Belgium. <laughs> I've never done any jokes or stand-up or had any thoughts about Belgium. You know, r- random. Some some people will try to cross you up with just random words. Oh, I yeah. assume most of the audience, if they're like me, I would say, what can Adam
4: not make funny? Right. And write it on the ball.
2: Yeah, it's a kind of a combo of f- things... That people know are going to get a reaction like taxes, right? And then things that just taupe, <laughs> <laughs> like just like a, a color. Have you ever just said not doing that? Pick another one. No, you I, a, a Part part of the the game is whatever comes out of the hopper. You must do stand So, how, what did you even know about Belgium to riff on? I I don't know anything about Belgium. I waffles, I know I know there's waffles, all all. Yeah. and I know there's Belgium beer. And I think uh, those people, I don't know what they do for lunch, because I know what they do for breakfast, <laughs> and I know what they do at night. I, it, it's it's quite an extreme. Belgium should offer up a sandwich, so we think there's something in between the waffles and the beer. But I had no idea. It's all I knew was waffles and beer. <laughs> it's unbelievable, true. though.
4: All right, yeah. just before uh, we broke, we were talking about ghosts, because Allie brought up the fact that kids can be super scary.
2: Right, and we were talking about:
4: Is it a ghost? Is it not a? What is it? Um, what's your thought?
2: Well, I here is my thoughts about ghosts. Because okay. everyone always says, "Are there ghosts?" I saw ghosts. I didn't see a ghost. Uh, being you're in New Orleans right now, that's right. Yeah. So I've had friends from that part of the country, and if you talk to anybody who was born and raised in New Orleans, they will all tell you a ghost story. I grew up in North Hollywood, nobody will tell you a ghost story. So okay. it, it can't be regional. I mean, ghosts can't just congregate in one place. What if ghosts like New in... Orleans a lot more than North Hollywood? Well, you figure there'd be one in the Valley Lost Village ghost? area, Encino adjacent. Nobody in the entire San Fernando Valley. It's not like a guy I knew from Chatsworth went, oh, Yeah. My house was filled with ghosts. (laughs) So it says to me they don't really exist because they would exist in North Hollywood as equally as they exist in New Orleans because everyone has grandparents who die or the elderly or or whatever that is. So I don't believe in ghosts. But I am thinking, like, we don't really need ghosts in Los Angeles because we have homeless people. And those will be the scary stories our kids have growing (laughs) up, like you don't need a goat. Like it, you know, when you're young, it's like, Oh, there was a there was a little girl and she was looking for her dolly and she was in the corner and then she was gone. We would go, Oh, we had a guy named Gus and he would take a dump in our potted plant when we'd pull up the driveway. It would freak us out. You know what I mean? Like so we, you have, think we it's, have the homeless.
4: So you think it's the power of suggestion and all these stories that seem to happen in a place like New Orleans where kids hear those stories and then right. hand
6: it down, hand it out. All right, hand
4: so let me down. ask you a question then. Hmm. So my story about my daughter. She's mm-hmm. maybe four. Yes. Daddy, who's that? She's looking in the corner.
2: Dark room, no one there. Brown recluse what spider. The- <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to pounce. But Daddy ignored it.
6: <laughs> but that was in Tarzana. That, that's San Fernando Valley.
2: I know. But, look, like, you can't do anything. All the stuff we do with kids, I, I blame... Whitney Houston, because she's like, they're our future. And I'm like, nah, they really don't know Jack Squad about anything. They say dumb stuff all day long. Some longer. of <laughs> them may be our future. Yeah. Some, yeah, no. do the math. They have to be. But <laughs> Allie, the, what about the present? What,
5: what about your, was it uh, Ventura, Santa Barbara? Where Montecito, where was it? yeah. Montecito, where you were convinced weird
6: stuff happening up, ghosts up there. Ghosts
5: moved your suitcase, yeah. right?
6: Moved a suitcase, flipping lights off and on, walking at night. I'm Adam, telling you, things uh, happen.
4: She and her friends left because of this. Because somebody moved a suitcase? Because a ghost moved a suitcase, yes.
6: And then there was also a closet that just wound up being a little, like, trap door where people could... It was weird. It was a weird house. Well, hold on.
2: A, a ghost that moves your suitcase. Mm-hmm. Is that like... <laughs>
6: yeah. I and had it. a ghost.
2: A ghost rinsed out my coffee mug. <laughs> that
6: is helpful.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, they're maybe not it's... all bad. No, you drop it in the entry hall. Next thing you know, it's in your bedroom. It was on my bed. Uh, is that a problem?
6: It was, it was very helpful.
2: You're right. Yeah. You're right. A ghost put toothpaste on my toothbrush and then put the cap back on. Seriously, and it's absurd
4: for her to think that it's a ghost
2: that moved the suitcase. But I don't know. What if
4: there's no other explanation? That's the thing.
2: I'm saying if we were pitching Eli Roth a movie mm-hmm. and we're like, here's what happened. <laughs> These gals go to, war- they go up to wine country, right? Right. Suitcase set down next to front door. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, it's a little further from where it was. <laughs> right. All right? Now, right? I see this spinning off. This could be toiletry bag that yeah. got moved. Good. <laughs> this could be carry-on. Mm-hmm. There's roller The suitcases. Right themselves. Yeah, I mean, it just keeps going. He's what in. do you think? Eli uh-huh. Roth
6: has bought this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this I is will, already yeah. a
4: movie. I will say that Allie and her friends may have had a beverage We red. were
2: drinking heavily. Mm. That's yeah. yeah. So
7: yeah. That. This
2: is that. This is sort of like when we used to do Loveline, we'd do that, we'd always get this phone call like every third week, there'd be like, uh, I'm pretty sure I was drugged at the bar. It's like, well, what happened? Well, we're doing Jello shots at, at ten a m, right? <laughs> and then we started drinking boilermakers at noon, all mm-hmm. right? Then we were drinking Bloody Mary's. And then we were doing uh, naval shots, I think, and then we we're just drinking Jagermeister <laughs> from a Boda bag. And somewhere around <laughs> two, the room started to spin around. I think I was drunk., yeah. <laughs> I think I was drugged. I stood up. I was disoriented. <laughs> With no other
7: explanation. You
2: drank a boot full of tequila before 2 p.m. That's why you're a little disoriented when you stood up. (laughs) So I'm saying maybe you just got drunk and kicked the bag.
6: Maybe I moved it. Maybe you moved uh, it. I'd love to see video of that
5: and just see how it went on. While we're on the topic of ghosts, it's Mm. a very easy transition because Tom DeLonge is following you on the show today. Oh, I love Tom. Thoughts on uh,
2: visitors from other worlds?
5: Oh yeah, really? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, this is something we used to poo-poo quite a bit, but uh, there's footage now, and I this stuff is you're pretty good. You're changing
4: your mind?
2: Well, here's what I'm changing my mind based on. Which is, when I was growing up, Leonard Nimoy would show you a pie tin, and they'd make weird noise, and they'd go, might it be a UFO? And you'd go, no, nah, because I can see the string and the guy <laughs> holding the stick. Now they have footage, like cockpit footage, from F-18 fighter pilots showing these things moving in the radar. In ways
4: that stuff we know can't
2: move that way. Can't move that way. And and, it does not exist to fly like that. And, like, if you're going to... The whole thing about UFOs in the past, it was always farmers. And you can't take farmers' words for anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? They don't do anything. They have no education. They oftentimes have sex with livestock. You can't (laughs) believe them. That may be a bit of a... I said oftentimes, not all all... the time i'm not going (laughs) to besmirch all (laughs) farmers but what i'm saying is you can't believe those people Mm -hmm. all right but f-18 pilots those are super sober trained dudes who are are top gun dudes they're not not prone to hyperbole when they something is on the radar screen there's they have to know what it is they have to identify it in case it's a bogey are you (laughs) are you are you comfortable with the explanation being we just don't know or do you have to fall on one side or the other of alien or not? Well, if you think about the technology we have, I think we're just going to see more and more of this footage. Someone will have to explain it. We never know if it's us. Is it Area 51? Is this stuff we're experimenting with? Is this stuff Russia or China's experimenting with? But I tend to think differently about it now than I did Fifteen years You've ago, because there's your more. Mind. This is the first
4: He's time. Growing. This is the first time Adam Carolla has ever changed his mind on anything.
2: Well, <laughs> I will say this: it's momentous. I think OJ is guilty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Whoa. But this that is, is a turnaround. Crazy. But, but Kevin, yes. If somebody said, "I'm a neighbor and I had a ring doorbell prototype mm-hmm. back in 1994," and I see OJ coming by and offering his uh, ex-wife a scone and then leaving for the airport. Yeah. And then a guy that Faye Resnick knew because she ordered a a dime bag of marijuana from, jump out of a Suburban and kill her, and it's all on camera. Right. I would change my mind about OJ. All right. So that's the only other thing that you might... It's a good point. Saying, change your mind. There's off. new evidence. That's I'm, all you say. I'm resolute evidence, okay. about things, but if I see footage of okay. something that can change my mind, I shall believe. All right. If you want to tell me about kicking a suitcase when you're drunk, I'm going to call you a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Adamcarolla.com for three big shows next weekend. It's a hilarious time, you guys.
5: Definitely go see it. And how many podcasts are you up to now, Adam, before we say goodbye? Like 16.
2: I mean. Wow. I, that's I, not I, very no, many. No. it's Probably about Seven. It's unbelievable. Don't you ever get tired of hearing yourself talk? Hold on. No. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs>
0: it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
5: Allie's here with What's Happening on a Wednesday.
6: Guys, we need to talk about the Face app.
0: The Face app,
5: yes.
6: It was popular a long time ago. It's now making this resurgence because people are all posting themselves looking old. Isn't this funny? Look at me. I'm old.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I think they made some upgrades to the software where the pictures are astonishing now.
4: So I saw a few and I was like, oh, I should get the Face app. And Mm -hmm.
5: I already owned it. I
4: just had to re-download it. It's just I hadn't used it in a long time. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure. I feel like you
5: uh-huh. are wagging your finger at us for do enjoying too. the Face app. Listen, I feel like something, something, you're about to hit us with something.
6: Enjoy the Face app all you want. But then when you see your face in ads all around the world, or if you see your face being used to something and they're making a ton of money off of you, don't come crying to me. How? Because you uh, sign that away if you read their privacy Who reads report, the
4: privacy report?
6: Nobody. Nobody. Here's the thing. You're giving them a license to use your photos, your name, your username, your likeness for any purpose, including commercial purposes, like on a billboard or Internet ad. There is one part of the app where you could say, you know, access to your photo library. If you click no, they can't access your library.
4: They can access your, your whole, photo library? whole
6: library. What?
4: Even Kevin, we're going to be famous.
6: Even those screenshots.
4: <laughs> I don't think we want to be famous that way, Bean. <laughs> screenshots
6: you have of, of your banking number or what? around anything like that. They have that. There is a part on the app where you could say, don't give them access. They can only use the camera access. Well, now they have access to your camera, but is it only for that one photo? We don't know, you guys. But it does collect the pictures that you upload to the service. So keep in mind for any selfies that you take. All right, let me ask you a technical question. Also, Russian, right? That right there should scare you people. It's a Russian app. It's a Russian app.
4: Mm. Dun, dun, dun. So when you say you upload it, that means you upload your picture and then it makes... So what I've already done... Uh-huh. You see my photos. So what I've already done, it's already it's they over. Actually, it's over for uh, me.
6: There are different um, people that are writing different things about it, but they're putting it up into the cloud. They're not actually using your photo and then doing it on their service. It's going up to the cloud first.
5: Okay. That's not good. I mean, there's going to be a lot of buyers for the sexy Kevin Bean uh, face app old age photos. I'll tell you that everybody's going to want us for ads. <laughs> uh, I guess
6: you didn't hear me when I said a lot of you didn't press just for this app, just camera access only. A lot of you are using old photos. Like you, Bean, were you using an old photo or were yes, you? U-
5: I used a photo from my uh, from my library from, oh, from like a year ago.
6: Interesting, yeah. huh?
5: Why are you saying like that? Because they have, have access. access
6: to your whole library now.
5: What am I going to do? It was funny.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I got a
5: funny picture out of it, I Allie. agree.
6: And listen. <laughs> who's to say they don't have all this anyway? Let's be honest. Everything on their phone someone has somewhere. It's True. just, you know, to the degree that you want to just actively give it to them. I'm just saying.
5: I still think I'm comfortable with the trade-off Let him have access to everything I've ever done or known Because I got a, a fun picture out of it
7: Okay all
6: right, Thank thanks, you for, that's, uh, that's a uh, hell of a
5: payoff for you, B. <laughs> Thank they
6: you for you use your whole photo
5: library.
4: Uh, right. You get one photo where you look like you aged ten years, and it's worth it. I'm just yeah.
6: saying, a lot of people thinking about those pictures in their in their libraries right now. Okay. Your all, whole photo library, all the right. D Pics, access to yeah. all your D Pics.
5: Yeah, that might be <laughs> deleting here.
6: <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't worry about deleting it. They already have access.
5: Oh right, too late. Okay.
6: Let's talk some birthdays, shall we? That Billy not Lord, fun. I did not enjoy that it story. It was a fun, fun little update, but no. that's all we have. Uh, Billy Lord, happy birthday. Carrie Hart, Donald Sutherland, and David Hasselhoff. Why do you like doing this to
1: yourself? Because I'm money. I'm gonna my way.
7: Tell me you're going to stop drinking. Tell me right now. Or I'm, I'm not going to talk to you ever again.
6: And I would totally disown you because it's not fair to meet your family. I mean, I don't love doing. this sound. Right? I'll fine. That's, <laughs> that wasn't really, yeah,
0: the clip
4: not, I could have used.
6: Yeah, let's use something thats kind of lifts someone up. And it's okay, how about, how about this
5: one? Yeah, how about this one? It's also a sexy audience. There how you about, go. about that one? There done. You go. That's done a
6: and one. thank you. That's what's happening.
5: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, rock.
4: Six point seven K Rock is KROQ. This is the Kevin and Bean Show at seven minutes after eight o'clock, and
5: that is Angels and Airwaves, Rebel Girl. Whatever happened to Tom DeLong? By the way, we haven't had him on this show in a long time. I can't. I right? Can't. Hi guys. Oh, what? Hey, you Tom. guys. Tom. It's Tom How'd you get in here? I
8: heard you talking about me.
5: <laughs> oh no!
8: If that was the case, you would have been here a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just say my name, and I'm like, hey. <laughs>
5: How are
8: you, sir? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is a wonderful morning. I got up at five in the morning, rode a motorcycle up to see you guys. I had my second thing of coffee. This is great. You wow. drove
6: from San Diego, or I, rode, I guess you'd say. I,
8: I rode, uh-huh. uh and just blasting music, All just right. doing my thing, cutting. How long? took me about 90 minutes. Hmm. Wow. But in a car it's like 3 to 4 hours. Yeah.
5: yeah. A lot of people Tom say you've been a motorcyclist a long time, but a lot of people say Southern California is not where you want to be because cars just do not they do not respect cyclists or don't see them and it's just Yeah, affordable. just don't pay attention. Yeah, don't pay attention. Create And so much traffic, it's crazy dangerous. You ever get get worried about? It? Uh well, you know, there's uh yes.
8: The answer is yes, <laughs> you know, but but you know you can't really do anything for a guy like me that works in LA so much. You know, you just gotta you gotta do it, but um, but it's super fun. You know, I grew up skateboarding, and I skateboarding in me was like. You know, it was my first transportation, you feel the vibration of the ground, you feel the motion in your inner ear, and motorcycles are kind of the same way, you know? But uh, So it's worth more. it. It's worth good it. Good for you. It's
5: a good hobby. Well, we just played the new Angels in Airwaves, and that's uh, that's a great song, by the way, Rebel Girl. And you, I mean, okay. I know you've been kind of, music has been uh, leaking out every year or two, you know, you've been continuing to release music, but the touring has not been happening at all. But now you have some time, you're actually taking the band back out on oh, the road. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, this, yes. So I have been six years or something,
8: right? Yeah. I haven't been touring because what happened was is about 12 years ago, I started Angels and Airways when Blink first broke up. Um to be an art project where it was a mix of transmedia. It was like, okay, let's do films and music together and let's just do something totally different. So I, then I was like, okay, well, I need to create a company to make f- these feature films. And then I was like, okay, it's going to be easier to finance these movies if they were books. So we can publish publisher. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like this company is, is like this little science fiction Disney kind of thing. And it was really a lot of work. And one of the stories was about UFOs and then I just got super involved with the US government and all this stuff and it really took me out of having any time to play music Um, so the past uh, yeah I haven't done it for like seven years and now it just really mapped up to where I saw an opportunity to, to bring Angels back and go on the road just for a little bit because Blink's really monopolizing. Like if I was going to do Blink, I was like, okay, I can't do anything else because it's right. It just it's just a machine that goes all the time. Um, so Angels like, okay, I'll just go out for these like four weeks. This is cool. And then the the tour sold out in like eleven minutes. Not the whole thing, but a big chunk of it. And I sat back and I was like, oh my god, like. Okay, well, we better, might do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we were, okay, well, let's, let's put the album on a label. Let's do this. Let's do this. And next thing you know, it's like full time. Can anyway. I go back? Can I just uh, go back about halfway through that answer
4: and say, so then I started dealing with the U.S. government.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
5: how How did that start? How did the, you get How did you get anyone to take your call? Uh,
8: what, what was the first time... Yeah, I did crank calls at first. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, crank calls. <laughs> no, um, sure, sure, You just call up, say you're a general, and they'll talk to you. <laughs> um,
5: no, I... Uh, because, I mean, they hear from a lot of citizens who have questions, but usually they just don't talk to them. They just ignore them. Somehow you were able to not, not only get people on the phone, but get people on the record and start really getting stuff out to the public that had never been available before. And that's... A, is that just due to your sheer tenacity? It really kind of
8: was. uh, I basically, the very beginning of it, I was playing a lot of very important people off each other. It was really kind of funny. I was just making things up. I was like, hey, I'm talking to so-and-so. And and I go to that guy. I'm like, hey, I'm talking to so-and-so. And And you weren't talking to anybody? Oh, I kind of was, but it was more like handshakes and hellos, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) So they believed
4: you were talking to somebody else, so they thought, oh, it's safe. It's because kind legit. of
8: legit. Kinda. But basically really what happened was is I I didn't take no for an answer and I was of service. Like you can't go into the topic of UFOs, knock on doors, and think they're gonna read you into anything and tell you it's it's national security. But I but I spent twenty some years studying this so I knew what was going on and I had a couple different angles that, that you will never see on the internet. You'll never see people talking about it in the ufology kind of websites. And uh, so I went in saying, look, this is what's going on, and I understand it, and I understand the national security implications of it, but I have something I can do for you, and this is my plan of how to commute, communicate to young people and start bringing this out for the first time. Who,
4: you can't tell us, I assume, who the biggest official is you talked to you know, in the early days, somebody who made you feel like, oh, wow, this is really going to be something.
8: Oh, well, yeah, I got connected. Um, I went through... Um, some I got to be careful with how I say certain things. There, I went through some de- Department of Defense officials, mm-hmm. and then I went through NASA, and I eventually got uh, connected to the, the general who holds the keys to all this stuff, oh. and like a, a multi-star. Wow! And um and but it was hard to get to him i had it a it should be yeah it should be <laughs> yeah well you know and i had to really really plead my case uh, as to why this was good for the country what it was good for young people what it was good for the world and how i can help and uh, and then they finally said, okay, we're going to introduce you to somebody. And when that happened, it was like, oh, my God. Because that, that that conversation was life-changing. That was me in the back of a booth um, with this guy um, that sat down at the table in in a vacant restaurant. And that hour conversation, like— Were
4: I, you I, nervous as hell
8: oh, sitting across ner- from— yeah. yeah, super nervous because this topic's really scary. It's like, you know, UFOs, oh, wow, there's these things in the sky. Well, it's much bigger than that. It's much, 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 much bigger than Tom, that. Why is yeah. There's
5: is there stigma because the, on even the topic of UFOlogy, even though there is science involved? And that's what you're, I mean, you're not dealing with this from a fantasy perspective. No. You're dealing from a facts perspective. Yet still people hear Tom DeLonge and UFO or anybody in UFO sure. and they think tinfoil hats. Why?
8: Because what happened was, is when we found out what was going on after World War II, uh, kind of during World War II, Um, it scared the hell out of everybody involved. And so what they did was they said, we got to figure out what this subject is, what this topic is. We got to figure out what it is, who it is, what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. And we need to do it in crazy secrecy because this is really, really, really advanced
4: stuff. And what was the really, really advanced
8: stuff? Well, the machinery, you know, which the, is what the the, the crafts itself, aircraft. The, well, they're not even really air; they're they're transmedium. You know, so you have this sphere. Okay, now I'm
4: just going to say it's this point right here where everybody goes, "Tom's crazy."
8: Yeah, well, you know what I mean, like the, yeah. not me. Just, well, I mean, no, I'm just saying it feels I'm like hanging in everywhere. Oh, so, like
6: I have no idea. Well,
8: let me let me explain why <laughs> okay. why it's the Tenfold Hat thing is so what they did was is the government slipped operatives, you know, over decades into these UFO UFO groups and into the news and just made everyone think it was dumb. But it was for good reason because they didn't want people to understand it was real. They didn't want people freaking out. They didn't want Congress freaking out and eventually what that would have done is exposed what they were trying to do, which was really a crash course on understanding what this was. What the hell was it? You know, so just keep everyone thinking it's stupid. That way, it doesn't boil up before they're ready to talk. Do we about have it. an
4: alien ship of some type?
8: Oh, I yeah, I no comment on that. What do you just, know, Tom? Oh, there's a just lot. Just shake your I'm head, on. yes or no.
4: This is radio. I'm, so. I'm not he's shaking do. his head. Oh, <laughs> I'm he's on not on
6: camera. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's that. But yeah, sure.
6: have so, you ever <laughs> encountered an alien?
8: Uh no, but I've had some really interesting experiences. Yeah,
6: do you believe as I do, there could be an alien in this room right now?
8: Uh, you, you know there might be. Uh, <gasps> but, but, but,
6: oh yeah,
8: Ellie's no. so happy no, right but now. I, I will tell you this. Um, I have uh met very 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 high ranking intelligence officials. Name them. Um, that <laughs> have had encounters,
6: experiences. That right? Direct, direct encounters.
8: Yeah. There's actually. Um, some really unnerving aspects yeah. as to far of you know. There's one thing. There's one program where there's hundreds of operatives that have been having contact, and they're trying to figure out what that's all, all about. All right, we need to take a break. No, we don't. Yes, we take a No
6: commercials. But when we
8: come back, we'll pick it up right there. Okay. With <laughs> these officials and hundreds
4: of.
5: Tom along is here. Rebel Girl is the latest single. No release date yet for the new album, but we'll talk more with Tom about Angels and Airwaves uh, and uh, obviously the uh, UFO investigation show from the History Channel. We had him one of your boys for that, by the way, Tom.
8: Yep, Lou. I heard. Yeah, we had Lou. He, he was in charge
5: of the, of the UFO program he, for the United States. Up he until... didn't want to tell us anything, man. I'll tell well, you that.
8: It's very. <laughs> I can talk because I don't. I don't have a uh, what's called a, a TSSCI clearance like him. He's,
5: he gets polygraphed every few months. So. Wow. Gotcha. Fair enough. This is a great, a great conversation. Our friend. Tom DeLong is back on K Rock. We'll return in a moment.
0: The Kevin and Bean Show, the
5: world famous K Rock, and we are here with Tom DeLong talking Angels and Airwaves.
4: Uh, They're going to be playing four shows in October. Uh, One at the uh, one at the Belasco Theater. One at the Blues. House of Blues, Anaheim, and uh, another one at the Belasco Theater. Most
5: of those are sold out. The first two are sold out. but Well Did you said. enjoy that bean? <laughs> counting. Did you that enjoy good. that bean? <laughs> two Belasco shows, two right. House of Blues shows. Two are sold out, two are not. You can go to com <laughs> for all the details. I feel. Tom, I said it just as well. Tom, um, you are the co-founder and president of the To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, and I think people uh, have a vague understanding of what it is you've been doing over the past few years, but just talk for a moment, brag for a moment about how you really kind of have changed this conversation. I mean, the work that you have been doing, much of which has been unheralded, has really revealed things that were unknown to the public before. and You should be very proud of
8: that. Yeah, you know, I am. I I brought out the first 3D classified videos of UFOs ever. Uh, They were given to me to the Stars Academy, brought them out. I assembled a team of very, very high-ranking government officials from the CIA, Department of Defense, um, other three-letter agencies and so on. Um, one of the heads of the Skunk Works, a Lockheed Martin, um, think, you know, Skunk Works built Area 51, you know, for the U-2 spy plane back in the day. So these are very, very, uh, you know, kind of an elite team of individuals that all have experience with this subject. They all came together because I created a vehicle that has three divisions, entertainment, science, and aerospace. And the whole goal of this is to create um, a vehicle for the disclosure of the UFO phenomenon and various other things because, you know...
4: So your goal is to eventually get this information out
8: there. Well, we've already been doing it. So for the past 24 months, we've been heavily involved briefing the Senate and multiple committees in Congress. Um, we're the ones that set up uh, the mechanism that you've been reading about where it says, you know, a formal reporting process of UFOs within the Navy. And the Navy come out came out and admitted that UFOs were real. That's all us. Um, So we've been bringing the people from the various departments in the Pentagon over to Congress for the first time in 70 years. There are a few senators that knew about this. If you watched our show on the History Channel, the last episode, Harry Reid, Majority Leader of the Senate, um, ran the program that Lou... Uh, was the program director who now works for me, but Lou was on your show. Mm -hmm. Um, Harry Reid was on the show and he was talking about, but there's only a couple senators that knew. So we set up the situation to where they can all get briefed and it's been happening like wildfire. So what's happening slowly is the stigma's going off. People are starting to realize... Oh my God, this is real, and it's not just people in urban areas that see this stuff. It is pilots and generals and astronauts and everything else, and and uh, and it's not just a twenty incidents. It's thousands and thousands of incidents. No, Why aren't
5: we, there we, better pictures, Tom? There of
8: are, crafts? Uh, there are, but a lot of them are classified for various reasons too. It's funny the the UFO in a video isn't classified, but where they caught the photo might be you know on what system might be so that's the problem it's like okay we weren't supposed to be over russia or something you know it's like oh okay or the camera is like so crazy good that we don't want anyone to know we can take pictures like that so it's things like that that make it difficult
6: so would you say the one of the main reasons that the government wanted it to you know people there to be a stigma so long ago and for just little itty bitty things to be leaking out now is because it would terrify people and is it a matter of just sovereignty
8: yeah it's uh, it would terrify people what um, would ter- terrify um, can you um, i think it's the the idea that you know there's there's something here yeah
6: humans aren't the elite beings there's, it, there's something, something else.
8: here that's potentially millions of years more advanced than us and it can do things that we can barely even fathom and I'm uh, so d- happy right now I'm so me- stoked and what that means is that humans may not be alone or in charge and we're you know? not
6: that important which we're freaks not. people out
8: yeah but that also is like one of my big pitches to the generals I first started meeting with I was just like you know you guys are out fighting all these wars based on belief systems but if you if you really attack the core issue we might start coming together as a planet and mm-hmm. and that's kind of what my hope is with all this stuff over that's a what a the day decades. the earth
5: stood still was about
8: yeah, well, exactly, and I and a lot of a lot of even Independence Day was like about that kind of yeah. stuff. But the reality is is that once we realize that the universe is teeming with life, that there's billions of galaxies for a reason, you know. Um, the, and it's just so weird. Like I remember I watched this documentary where they put a seatbelt in a Ford car, and they're like, "Well, that was a good idea." You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, well, you know, we see billions of galaxies, but yet we're still not really computing that yeah. that there's life everywhere, and there is. So, will we, there
5: be a time in our lifetime? Time? Where it will be publicly accepted and acknowledged that they are here.
8: It's coming, so that's what we've been doing. So at to the stars, we have been specifically involved in three things, which is getting ready to bring out the stories, um, studying it with the public, and really big, you know, AI database um, algorithms and all this different stuff. And then the third thing is building the technology. So we're active in all three of those. So
4: styles. you're saying it's
8: coming. So. F- Five, 10 years, 15, 20 years, 20, 30 years. I think within the next three to five years, you're going to start hearing rumblings of hearings. (laughs) <laughs> I don't and, want, okay, and, but, and, but something more
4: substantial than rumblings of
8: hearings. No, 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 because this is a big deal. You're going to hear so, whispers of rumors and rumblings uh, of no, hearings, Kevin. I, Come on, I think, we're almost there. I think you'll start to hear the pressure building to have congressional hearings oh, on Oh, I this. see. Okay. And then once that happens, things get a little scary because then on a public level, they have to act on this. Now, what does that mean? What are they going to do? Now, you know, I I, I, I know a lot of things of what we've done, but the idea of those things happening on a public, you know... Forum is just it's terrifying it could be chaos it could be chaos you yeah, know what are you gonna yeah. do like have a landing or something yeah. maybe
5: maybe you God know my, like wow. who knows you know you i don't brought know up, uh, this is the voice of our friend at tom DeLong, angels and airwaves here on k-rock talking about among other things the Two to the stars academy of arts and science you brought up uh, area 51 and i think you knew i i had to ask your reaction to what started out as a joke but then kind of exploded on the internet i know about i saw the, that yeah, let's, uh, let's storm Area 51. Let's see them aliens, as it said. <laughs> dem, be, let's see them aliens. Dem yeah. aliens. Sure. You would be against that, and you would, pro- uh, my guess is, uh, advise people that the Air Force would take that, that seriously if people tried to get on the bus.
8: Oh, my God, they would take it seriously. I, this is, you know, uh, I, I totally advise people against it for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's not going to change anything. Number two, people can get hurt. You know, and number three, there's really good reasons for things being secret. And I used to think that it was because we couldn't handle, It or I used to think because you know these guys want power and it's about oil money, it's all these stupid conspirators, it's none of those things. It's scary, you know. And uh, you have a bunch of guys that do not sleep at night that are dealing with this stuff, so we can go to soccer games and all that. The real way to get change uh, is, is dealing with, with a corporate issue. It's a bureau- bureaucratic issue. Mm-hmm. The way things are kept secret are mechanisms that are there since World War II for really good reason. So what we need to do is change the law. And the law would pry it pry the mechanism loose of how it's secret. Because right now, I mean, there's things, there's these things called skiffs that are like compartmented rooms of the way they're built. They're certified so no one can eavesdrop. It's for top secret communication, you know, a a conference room table where no one can listen, right? Anything that's set in that room is owned by the room. So if you go into that room and you say something about this subject, that little moment can never leave that room or you'll go to prison. That has nothing to do with UFOs Hmm. or ISIS. It's just the way security law works. So if they found a bunch of stuff out, talked about it in that room, unless there's a law, we can't pry that conversation out of that room. That's just the way it's like that's kind of an, an example of how but you we also a law that was
4: made that had really nothing to do with what you're talking exactly about. it's right. just yeah. the but way you also
5: working. agree though that the government has the right to protect state secrets oh too, my god the public, we yeah. don't, as the public we don't there we're not owed explanations on things that we shouldn't know
8: no, not at all yeah we we have we're just ignorant to how it works and why it works that way and now that i i'm you know i'm playing in these waters i'm like i'm consistently Wowed by what they have to deal with and how what the stakes are that that's the big deal. Like I, I I remember when I was doing this early on and I was just so gung ho about getting this stuff out whatever and and I know I I got uh, uh I got to be a little careful with some of this but I got a, I got brought into something and they sat me down and they said um, you know first it was like we need to know who the f you are. You know, we need to know who the f you're talking to. It was crazy. It was like two days of hardcore questioning. And are lucky you
5: didn't end up in Guantanamo. I, I
8: was I was pretty scared to be honest. And and I remember I talked my way out of this. And they said, well, let me just give you an idea of the stakes of what you're playing with. You know, and something was said to me, and I didn't sleep for like three nights. I was like, oh my god, I just you just don't have any idea as a civilian, the enormity of these things. And so we make up these. That stories. sounds very
4: threatening. Well, like some like something could happen if aliens. Who are here wanted something to happen? It could, well, and it would
8: be bad for all of us. You know, whatever these things are, you know, they're moving. I mean, we have a, a Top Gun. Um, there's a There's two top There's a Top Gun graduates pilots, and they graduate radar operators. Mm-hmm. On our show uh, on the History Channel, one of the guys was a Top Gun graduate. He controlled the entire airspace around the USS Nimitz when one of these videos that we brought out. Um, And he was watching over a four-day period, 100 of these craft came in from space over a four-day period. Wow. 100, and they went from 80,000 feet to sea level in 0.78 seconds. Like, okay. Boom. So what kind of tech, I mean, you're dealing with technologies that are so advanced. I mean, it was captured on the Aegis Spy, Spy One radar, which is the most advanced radars we have. It's an entire, the Princeton was an entire radar ship. You know, this is the most elite, sophisticated. Can you get radar. Ali and
5: me abducted? That's what the point of this is. I can, but it's we just not. We both want to go.
8: It's just not going to be like. It's
6: not going to be great for us, it, you're which, saying. No, because it
8: just. I don't think it's, Bean cares. It's, I think it's just more, <laughs> it's more of a sexual thing. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a
0: what?
8: human thing. Well, Ali there's is no Stuff I'm yeah i do butt, butt
0: stuff. stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I'm just putting
6: um, are, it out there to listeners. This has nothing t- to do with the story. <laughs> We're
5: out of time. <laughs> um, People are behind you on this uh, journey. I know that we all we all laughed when you left Blake and went off to explore the stars, but something is coming out of it, man, and it's oh. very cool. And I hope you continue to push. Well, thank you, sir, for, on behalf one, of all of us.
4: I do have one more question: Is it
8: possible you're crazy? Um, like, and then you're meeting with people and they go, "Yeah, you're going to be a four-star general."
4: Just put that on. And <laughs> yeah, then...
8: you know, you would think, but it, it's not. I, I knew when I jumped into this. I couldn't even tell the guys in Blink, so I remember they got really upset with me because I couldn't do all the things they wanted to do, but I was already being brought in to all this stuff. Now it's coming out and people are going, oh my gosh, he's not not really crazy. This is scary, and this is not science fiction. The UFO subject is very, very, very real. I know this with direct experience with the people I work with, what I work on at my company. Um, and it's starting to come out, and I th- give it a few years, and I think it's it's going to be a, even a much bigger deal than it is. But I appreciate All you guys right. letting me talk about it. Of Thank course, it. man. Yeah. We've been looking forward
5: to it. Uh, some tickets available for October 8th and October 9th for Angels and Airwaves. The first two shows are sold out. Go to angelsandairwaves.com. Uh, and what do you think on the new album, Tom? Uh, roughly? Uh, so the new, new album, album? this year? Yeah,
8: the new album and a feature film combo come out together. I, I, I co-wrote the movie, and I'm directing it. And that's what Angels and Airwaves does, is movies and albums, things together, uh, multimedia. Projects um, we're looking at uh, probably right after the first of the year, would be okay. Would can be you come nice. back in when that happens? I can come back in, yes. All right, we <laughs> hope he can. Am I invited though? That's the question. I'm <laughs> yeah. inviting you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thanks, guys.
2: It's the Kevin and Bean show. Okay, you rock.
3: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com?
5: You guys ready for some radio whiplash? <laughs> you ready to go for Tom DeLonge and Aliens into our friend Michael Snyder from Variety talking about yesterday's Emmy nominations? cool, too.
1: Hey, guys. So did he tell you all the small things about aliens? No,
7: you go straight
1: to hell.
4: Right into the file, Michael. We're
1: going to file it, and
4: we're going to call you the next time we do. (laughs) Would you like to take that back? (laughs) (laughs) And I'll already
1: say no, not taking it
5: back. (laughs) But uh, happy (laughs) post-Emmy Wednesday, guys. Sure. We weren't sure if we cared about this or not. But when the nomination started coming out, like all TV viewers, we started to have thoughts. And I guess I want to start with this. What was universally considered to be the worst ever season of Game of Thrones gets the most nominations they've ever gotten. That's BS, right, Michael? <laughs> 32 <laughs> nominations for that season?
1: It's a lot of nominations. I mean, remember, a lot of that is below the line. It's craftspeople. It's, you know, every category from effects to sound uh, editing to music to, you know, a lot of the stuff that people did work, you know, uh, put their uh, blood, sweat, and tears into. So so a lot of those nominations are there. But, yeah, a lot of – almost every actor from the show got nominated. It was still a phenomenon. Yeah, let me ask you a
4: question, though. Is it based on the fact that Game of Thrones was such a phenomenon more than just this specific season?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I think it's, you know, that's a case of, you know, this is a body of work, almost, nomination. And, uh, you know, the show went out with so much noise that that I think some of the the fan disgust with that finale just didn't matter when it came time for people to nominate Game of Thrones. But one of the most frustrating things about
5: the Emmys, for me, though, is when they do give these career achievement awards. They'll give somebody an Emmy who's done six years of work and is now, like, a perfect example is when uh, Kyle Chandler won his. It's just like... Well, you've been nominated every year and you never win, so it's your turn because it's the last season. Veep may win again because people loved Veep, even though their last season wasn't its strongest. I mean, I guess it's hard for voters to separate the whole show versus the episodes they're being asked to vote on, right?
1: Well, that's been the knock on the Emmys for a long time is that they generally stick with the tried and true. It's hard to break in because they, they keep, uh, you know, uh, awarding shows for, for way past, the, past their expiration date, you know, like Modern Family for the longest time kept winning. But I things are changing. If you look at a lot of the nominations this year, it was actually a pleasant surprise the, the amount of new shows and, and fresh faces that, that did get nominated. So, so I think overall, actually, the, the balance of power is starting to shift, and you're seeing, you know, shows like Schitt's Creek and Fleabag, uh, you know, get nominations which is huge
6: and not only nominations for fleabag every actress from fleabag got a nomination that's four women on that show the only women on the show were all nominated
1: yeah, yeah, that's I mean, fantastic. It was, it, 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 it was great, and it's it's a reminder that you know the voters are starting to pay more attention to critically acclaimed shows that maybe you know don't uh, you know have huge viewership or, or aren't you know widely known in pop culture, but nonetheless are great shows. And and what's cool about you know say say both Fleabag and Schitt's Creek is that you know you have these fantastic performers. Eugene Levy on Schitt's Creek. This is his first nomination since 1983. Uh, that's O'Hara. crazy. <laughs> uh, it, you know, so so it's so great to see those. Sort of legacy performers get nominations, and and uh, you know, they, they spread out the wealth a little bit more this year. And so I,
6: legacy performers like NoHo Hank,
1: yes, you Anthony
6: Carriag. Anthony one. you grew up loving
5: him, right, Allie? <gasps>
6: I grew up loving, like, I was like nine or ten when I first was like, no ho, Hank, he means so much to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Michael McKean got his first nomination, finally, uh, which is huge. You know, as a guest actor, this time for Better Call Saul, but at least they're finally recognizing him. So I wish know, Rhea I,
5: Seaborn had gotten a nomination for Kim on that show, he too. He totally,
1: incredible. totally should have. That, that was a snub. You know, there were some snubs. There was well, I want to talk Sarah about the snubs. And every time
5: you say there's a snub, you have to take somebody out of a category I guess, to put somebody in, right? Or is that not the way it works with them? Is can they nominate as many as they want in each category? There's, no, I mean, there, there, there's a limit. Yeah, there's seven and there's, you know, there's eight,
4: though. I mean, they do change.
5: Yeah, if there's a tie, if if there's a
1: close, uh, you know, if, if there's a dangling nomination, then they'll push it in. But, but for the most part, it's five or six or seven in the major series categories. But that's okay. it. There, there should be room for more just because there's so much TV. Uh, you know, As I hear you guys complain about all yeah. the time, it's true. But you just you can't nominate everyone.
5: Now, I've been following in your coverage at Variety, Michael, and I know that you know people were like, where the hell is Big Little Lies outside of the window of eligibility? But let's talk about some actual real snubs, and I want to know what you think the biggest one is because I, I know that for me, I was really surprised to not see Jim Carrey – nominated for kidding this is the uh, very different from anything he's ever done before and he's wonderful on that show
1: yeah i was surprised there were some big names that that i had predicted were going to be nominated solely on the fact that they're not only great and and giving fan- fantastic performances but are big names so jim carrey was one julia roberts from homecoming which unfortunately oh, wow, really didn't get a notice even though i thought it was fantastic i enjoyed it a lot yeah didn't get nominated george clooney the clune dog how, how do you not nominate the clune dog <laughs> If he's for, for in any, it doesn't matter
4: what he's in. If he's in anything, you nominate him.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know, Catch-22 I thought was pretty strong, and he was great, you know, as a supporting character. But uh, nonetheless, uh, no love
5: for the Clunes. <laughs> Who spent the most money for the, le- for the uh, least amount of return uh, this year, Michael? Oh, that's, that's tough to say. I She's know how not- big these campaigns are.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing is, uh, I, I'll flip it and say Netflix spent a ton of money. It paid off. They got 117 nominations, their most ever. Uh, Amazon spent a lot of money. They doubled their haul from last year. Or so, so there is a benefit, I think, to actually making some noise and spending that money. Uh, you know, but the funny thing though is that HBO didn't spend nearly as much as say Netflix, but it got by far the most nominations this year. A huge year for HBO. 137 nominations, most ever in that channel's history and I think for any channel in history.
4: And let me ask you another question just about how the mechanism works. Um, They don't watch the show for the whole season. There's one episode that these shows nominate and then they just watch that one, right?
1: Well, it depends. Uh, you know, for for some, it's it's the body of a season, uh, you know, especially for the, the series categories. Uh, and, and then there are some categories, especially in some of the crafts, that focus on individual episodes. So so it depends. And that's why you have an interesting situation where you have The Handmaid's Tale, which wasn't eligible as a series because season two was, was last year, but you had a couple of episodes that fell into this eligibility period. So, uh, so some of the talent and also some of the craftspeople from those three episodes were actually able to uh, submit themselves this year and so well, that show good. got 11 nominations even though it that's, wasn't even eligible dumb. so that's, you're I'm telling saying,
6: me that somebody sat there and watched the Deadwood movie and at the end didn't say yeah just jot down Ian McShane and Timothy Oliphant right that if you could just jot them down
1: the m- more more snubs I mean I mean, mean know, that's insane yeah, to me yeah I mean, they're, they're both great and they should be there. So, and okay. again, I thought for sure Ian McShane especially. Of course. I mean... Michael,
4: do you think the Emmys would be better if, if just us, if just we picked them? Yes. <laughs> Kevin
1: and Bean? Yes. No. yes.
4: What do you Maybe no. <laughs> You're
5: supposed to say You could be in on it. You could oh, know, it. It's Kevin, Bean, Alley. If I, I could be on it too. Jensen okay. and you, sure. Cool. All right, listen, we will talk to you again the next time we do. Would you like to take that back, Michael? It was a very (laughs) shaky start to the conversation today, but we enjoyed it as always. Uh, Senior editor of Variety Magazine talking about the Emmys, which, by the way, air live on Sunday, September 22nd at 5 p.m. on Fox. Have a great day, sir. We'll talk to you. I'm not
1: taking it back.
5: Thanks,
0: guys. (laughs) Thank
5: you.
0: It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Q. You
4: know, sometimes they say you guys are lucky that you got to listen to Foo Fighters mm-hmm. during that conversation? You probably would have liked that conversation. <laughs> I would pay... Although that, Foo Fighters,
5: fantastic anyway. Sure. But I would pay as much as Allie wanted to charge. Same. To just hear her ramble all day, every day. Same. I don't know what's going on in that girl's mind. I don't either. She's losing it. <laughs> she is losing it, yes. Hey, it's at 940. We do have one uh, final What's Happening Here on this Wednesday morning Kevin To Show, and then it's off to San Diego for Comic-Con. Allie, what you got for us?
6: Well, uh, this film is... So anticipated, much anticipated. People can't wait to stop anticipating it because it's here. What? It's directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. I am talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, kids. It's in theaters July 26th. But how would you, yes, you listening right now, like a pair of passes to the K-Rock advance screening of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at Arclight Hollywood happening on July 23rd. What's going to happen?
0: Who's going to win? Could it be you? No, it could not. <laughs> oh,
6: wow. That is so rude, Mr. Wriggle. By the way, I still love Holy Moly Holy is so Best. so much. Same, I'm obsessed with it's it. It's so, so great. good, so good. Um, five winners are going to get a pair of passes to the K Rock Advance Screen. We have a winner, believe we, it or not. I haven't even said what numbers uh, would be calling. Uh, let's take callers twenty through twenty four at one 1067 and enjoy your advance screening of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at ArcLight Hollywood on July. A bold choice. Twenty third. <laughs> Not that bold. I think a lot of people are going to go see it. Oh,
2: the humanity of
6: this. True. (laughs) It's true, you guys. So, uh, do you remember a few weeks ago, there were sightings of Andre 3000 all over LAX? Yes. Playing the flute. So weird. Just strolling up to people playing the flute. Not a euphemism, right? no, No. Literal, like the instrument. Okay. Yes. Here's the thing. Now there's sightings all over Philadelphia. I love it. Of him playing the flute. I'm not talking about just at the airport. No, no. The steps of a church. He's been doing it at a Whole Foods and in front of the Liberty Bell. Just cruising around. And people are literally like, that looks like Andre 3000. I love it. But it could just be some random dude playing the flute. No, it's Andre 3000. So one of the guys that met him sitting on the steps of a church wound up asking "I'm like, dude, what's with the flute? And he said he picked it up a couple years ago, and he just really enjoys playing the flute, just like being in the ukulele. So mm-hmm. similar, yes. Except
5: for being, never picked it up. Is um, is there any chance he will end up uh, duetting with Lizzo? Oh, wouldn't
6: that be amazing? Be the best. I don't think. I mean, he's only been doing it for a couple years. Lizzo has been playing the flute since high school marching band, and she is at a level. Yeah, she's. I don't lead. think anyone's at. She is insane with that flute. Have you seen her just in the middle of a song? Just all of a sudden she turns around, there's the flute, and she is killing it. Twerking with the flute. Oh, I love her so much, you guys. But hopefully, hopefully one day he will get to Lizzo's level. That'd Andre 3000 awesome. and Lizzo, That'd be you guys. Awesome. Yeah. <gasps> Scratch that. He doesn't need to get to her level. Just any sort of level And I need that. Okay. Okay. Glad we solved that. You guys, StubHub said yesterday that it has refunded more than $500,000 worth of tickets. To people that were hit by last weekend's New York City blackout, the company said about 1,500 customers and 27 events were affected by the power outage. There were a couple different events like the J-Lo concert and a Dave Chappelle solo Broadway show that were bumped to different dates. J-Lo's was a couple days later. But all Broadway productions aren't rescheduled. So they they got all their money back for that. Hmm. That's God, that had to be a headache for yeah, stuff. So. a
5: huge loss for all those theaters. Oh, too.
6: absolutely. Good point, Bean. Plus,
4: what about those theaters and the losses that I'm they had? I'm surprised
5: you didn't somehow um, bring up that the government uh, and the aliens were involved in the power going out in Manhattan, Allie.
6: I mean, like, I'm sure I can find a way I'm sure, to tie it away. I feel you like you're going
5: to assume now, that. Now that you and Tom DeLong have bonded... Uh, I feel like you're going to be seeing aliens everywhere.
6: I'm not going to lie. Tom DeLonge, without even saying it, made me think that everything I've ever believed... Is totally true.
4: If Tom DeLonge sat here and was talking about aliens for, let's say, the next 48 hours, uh-huh. Allie would be right there, <laughs> eyes wide open, thrilled.
6: I did notice at one point as I was listening to him, yes, you're right, my eyes were huge. Yes. And at one point I noticed my mouth was like open, like I was in awe of everything he was saying. And I literally went... Like this. And closed my mouth Close with mouth? my hand. It's yeah. like, what are you doing?
4: You're The done. smaller the hole,
2: the better uh-huh. the ball position. Oh,
6: see, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, you guys, he had so much to say. And so much that he couldn't say, which then just makes your mind go a million miles per hour. Calls
2: himself the legend.
6: Well, I mean, he could now. I don't think Absolutely. he Absolutely. Okay. I was so into that, you guys. Yeah, that was fun. That was awesome. Bean and I have always believed... But Kevin oh, yeah. Kevin came around. Kevin's a believer. I mean, I've always been in the camp of I
4: don't know, and I'm comfortable with that answer. Like an agnostic UFI yeah, believer. I'm, a, okay. I'm okay not knowing, and if it's true, it wouldn't surprise me, and if it's not, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but I sort of came around to be an ally-like. I didn't yeah. have to close my mouth with my hand, but yeah. everything else.
6: It's it's going to get there at some point. <laughs> Can't wait. It's
5: going to be the first person to get abducted, though, for reals.
4: I mean, if it's not you, Bean, it's going to be a burden no matter what. I hope it's me. (laughs) Unbelievable. He set himself up. (laughs) You're
7: such a dork.
4: You can't do the alley the you, You Bean. That's just that's against the rules.
7: You (laughs) can't.
5: Fair enough.
6: (laughs) How do I work this in? Oh, here's my chance. Oh, you're a gift, Bean. You really are. R. Kelly has pled not guilty to his multiple sex crime charges, and he's going to remain in jail because the judge judge denied him bail. Thank God for that judge, right? Federal prosecutors described him as a, quote, extreme danger to the community, especially to minor girls, to which the singer's attorney, Steve Greenberg, argued that he doesn't pose a threat. This is a real quote from a lawyer in this case. Multiple sex crimes against minors. This is his quote. Unlike his most famous song, I Believe I Can Fly, Mr. Kelly doesn't like to fly. How could he flee? He has no money. There's no evidence that he's at a risk to minors at all at this point. Ew. What? Yeah. Ew to you in general. But then prosecutor said, yeah, house arrest doesn't eliminate the risk of you posing a threat to minors. You could lure them to your own doorstep, which you have done in the past. And
5: he really is a flight risk, too.
6: Absolutely. He's got There's a lot of
5: connections, got a lot of people willing to help him. He could just walk across the border into Canada, for God's sake. Enough I mean-
6: random women at diners that paid for his bail last time. Remember that? That's right. That? I That's do. right. Uh, there are so many... Idiots in this world that are willing to help that man. So <laughs> enjoy your time in orange jumpsuits. I don't. You Could have guys, sounded worse, but all honestly, right. I have a three-hour drive to San Diego ahead of me mm-hmm. with just my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, Chip, you need a passenger. Right. It's not good. <laughs> not it. She might be concussed. <laughs> 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 I really might be. Okay, guys, some birthdays for you. Carrie Hart, Billy Lord, Donald Sutherland, and the great David Hasselhoff. Don't hassle the Hoff. I've said it for years,
4: and that's what's happening. Thank you, Ellie. On your drive home today, listen to Stryker and Klein in the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour random act of Helpfulness us and the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, at all new Kevin and Bean show. We broadcast from San Diego for Comic-Con. Uh, thank you to TL, uh, TCL. Uh, and TLC.
6: Both, sure. Mm-hmm.
4: But TCL, uh, our sponsor, and we're also giving away a TCL TV and Soundbar tomorrow as well. Oh, we'll so speak nice. with Dr. Drew. And uh, on location in San Diego, we've got Fluffy, Gabriel <gasps> Iglesias. Funky Pop himself? Yes. Funko Pop himself? Fetter? I call him Funky yeah, Both, really. <laughs> yeah, I always lost it. We'll see you tomorrow.
2: It's the Kevin and Bean Show.
0: K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.